This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield, and joining me this week is Justin Davis. Scoop. Mark Medina. Hello. And uh, that's going to be it for our, uh, our panel today. It's another three-person show. Both Sam mm. and Tina are heads down working on Cyberpunk and the Game Awards coverage, so they had to sit this one out. We were able to pull Mark in. Uh, yeah. but we're gonna, it's going to be a great show. It's, gonna, it's still going to be a great show. Cyberpunk. We got to talk about Cyberpunk. We finally have the game. Mark and I have been uh, spending some time with it. Justin is downloading it as we speak. Well, uh, not, not literally as we speak, since we're recording a show. But it, right. is, <laughs> it was downloading. The download's yeah. been paused. Gotcha. And then it will be resumed. Got gotcha. It. Gotcha. Perfect. Uh, and it's also that time of year, uh, time to round up all the worst games of the year, which is always a fun little feature that we're able to do. But first... Uh, you know, I don't. I, I think we should try to get uh, another another person in here. You know, last what? it was fine having three people last week, but it'd be it'd be nice to have a fourth person here. So um, let's try something. I have I have a bag of milk that I just keep at my desk. <laughs> you know, and I think if I I think if I swirl it three times, <laughs> we can summon. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> Sammy A last week from the comment section was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's go." <laughs> the, the the bag also filled up. <laughs> really good. We can uh, summon. We can summon <laughs> CJ Gibson. David, many- I, I I love that you actually did that because we didn't. We said like, let's coordinate some milk, but the fact that you did the bag pour as well, I, I had to go yeah. for volume. So that, this is good. This is good. Damon didn't waste much milk. He's he, yeah. they don't waste they don't waste milk in the half filled. Uh, totally wasted it. <laughs> this is Thank you really for my advice. son's food. So, uh. <laughs> uh, yes, CJ. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Um, CJ, it's what, so good what? to see your face. I miss you, buddy. Uh, thank you. You guys too. I really appreciate it. Miss you as well. I like yeah. your setup. I like your setup there with the Christmas tree and the uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Mario and Zelda right behind best. you too. As like a video guy, you know, these are the important details. Damon, your hat, I kept sitting there reading. I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the hat is just reminding everyone that the Damien Awards are coming next week. It's a, it's, we call it, it's a house ad. We call it a house ad. <laughs> uh, CJ, what's been going on since you left IGN over a little Man. bit over a year ago? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess uh, life moves pretty quick. Uh, when I was last <laughs> chatting, I was initially going to Bungie. 
I am mm-hmm. since I was I initially was going to post to a poster. I had one up there because it was yeah. in the background. You just uh, point to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the poster is over there. Uh, I have since actually uh, just accepted a new position uh, as the head of video uh, for an esports org at the um, at KSC. So they represent uh, the LA Gorillas and the LA Overwatch um, uh, team there. So uh, yeah, super excited. Uh, the Gladiators and the Gorillas are going to be um, you know some of the the content that I'm going to be creating for and. It's all pretty new. Looking forward to getting down there in the next uh, few months. Uh, but, you know, who knows how that works? But uh, right now we're all doing real kind of video, and so. But uh, yeah, LA will be the new destination for me uh, in a few months. So excited. Well, yeah, Congrats. nice. We're awesome. CJ, CJ, and I are probably going to be neighbors uh, down there in LA in the not too distant future. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Well, it's awesome to have you back on the show, CJ. Thank you. Really appreciate Let's- it. Let's. Let's see. Let's get right into it. Worst games of 2020. We're starting with that? <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Oh, you want to start with Cyberpunk? Uh, no, it's your show. I'm just surprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be the headline, so, you know, we might as well. Hey, maybe we can talk about the worst games of 2020 in Cyberpunk at the same time. <laughs> oh! The topics wow. they... No, no, no. That's only if you're playing on the console that sold 100 million uh, consoles. <laughs> in, in worldwide. So yeah. Yeah. don't worry yeah. about it. Only if you're playing the most popular. It, it only affects a majority of the people. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We're definitely going to be getting to that. Uh, this, let's, these are games. Uh, the, the worst scoring games on IGN uh, this year. We'll, we'll kick things off at five. Getting well, five no, no, no. is our threshold. And which we should caveat that, like IGN, old school IGN reviewed every single video game that came out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't do that anymore. We review the games that people are really curious about or that you know, hype or buzz behind them or people really need some help, you know, with their purchasing decisions. So the shovelware that comes out that like would have gotten savaged with low scores, we just don't review it all anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. There used to be a lot of threes, twos, and ones throughout the year. Those are pretty rare now. Uh, We we try to avoid shovelware, as Justin said. So let's kick things off at five, a five out of a 10. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. (laughs) I know, and that's one of the... uh, uh, asymmetrical multiplayer games from the same team that did Friday the 13th, same mm-hmm. type of game. One person is predator. The others are soldiers. And I don't know. It's too bad. Friday the 13th is a game that I reviewed and had promise, but it was so buggy. And then it was just, it was just, it was so much more fun to play as Jason than a teenager. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't, it, it's random. You don't get to like, just <clears throat> choose to be Jason. So yeah. uh, I, I think that ended up giving that one a six. So it's too bad that they uh, weren't able to, uh, you know, make a better game for Predator Hunting Grounds. I don't know. I think maybe Seth Macy put some time into this one, but I didn't play it. But it is interesting that I, they got Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. It. You played it. I they got it. Arnold Schwarzenegger to come back and reprise his role as Dutch and re- do some voice recording. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 so interesting. So I got to I got to say this right off the bat. I, I'm sitting here now and obviously had spent a year plus uh, at Bungie and seeing yeah. all the different inner workings behind the scenes. And especially when you look, think at what 2020 has been. Uh, the fact that I think that anybody put out a game console or anything like that in 2020, they they deserve an award and acknowledgement. But you know, I can appreciate the fact that you know, from a player and consumer standpoint, uh, you know, assessing that in whatever way you have to make your decision. But yeah, mm-hmm. and Mark, you said you yeah. spent some time with Predator Hunting Grounds. Yeah, it was one of those games where it's like I, I played it for multiple days, but like. After an evening, I was like, okay, this is literally just the same map over and over. And it's yeah. kind of the same deal as Friday the 13th. If, you, if you're if you playing as Predator, it's a lot more fun. Uh, if you're not playing as Predator, it, it is just the most generic first-person like game you can ever play. Yeah. It's just not very fun. Yeah, See, It's weird because I actually had a, a group of friends who sent me an invite. It was one of those games that I actually think I did download and purchased and was going to play. And then obviously there was a lot going on during the time when it was released. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just this weird situation where I was I was wondering what would be the life sort of span or longevity of the game. I well, almost not- played it. C.J. Gibson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. There it is. Quote. Uh, yeah, there's several uh, licensed games that are on this list, uh, unsurprisingly. Another one was Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, a tactics game based on the Dark Crystal, uh, a movie from the 80s that's... Oh, probably the getting, Netflix show, right? Well, yes, yeah. This is based, it, on, this the is based on the Netflix show, but that you know the original properties, eighties 
Jim, Jim Henson puppet movie that is getting into the, a little bit more obscure 80s properties. I remember the movie as a kid, but I was very surprised when they brought this back on Netflix. I think we watched, I was like really excited for it. And then my wife and I watched the first episode and she was not into it. And I was like, well, I'll just watch it on my own. But then I never did. And I was just like, <laughs> I guess I just realized it's like, I like the original, I, I like the original movie, but it's like, man, this is a 10 episode. Do I want to watch 10 hours mm-hmm. of these puppets? Get, Rummaging around this weird world, I don't know. <laughs> Rummaging around, <laughs> just just plopping around this world. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe they should have just made a new movie. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The show is also you're the reason it was canceled. I'm I'm the reason they brought sure. it back. And I'm the reason <laughs> yep. they brought it back, and the reason it was canceled. They yep. saw you only watch one episode. They were like, "Well, that's mm-hmm. that." That's, yep, that's true. Anyway, they made a tactics game. We gave it a five. Uh, we said it was a passable, if bland, strategy RPG uh, that lacks the polish or depth to make a strong impression. Yeah, I played this game as well, and wow, I'm a big. You play tactics. everything. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm a pretty big tactics fan. I think I played this game for a few hours, and I was just like, there are just so many better tactics games I could be playing right yeah. now, and I yeah. stopped playing it. Yeah, that's true. Well, Mark, did you play SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated? Of course. <laughs> I just wait, never did, played the original. Play the new one though. But you of did course. play the new one. Yeah, I mean, that, of course. That was a that was a very popular game. I'm surprised I would be the only one here that has played it. Well, I mean, well, so I, a, a lot of these games I know of because my kids uh, obviously are in this like age group phase where they're watching you know YouTubers and streamers and FGTV and all these people. And so I've I've seen a lot of these games, haven't actually played it. And this one I I've not bought or uh, or played yet. But my kids are going to be the next phase, which is ultimately they're going to be the guide for me over the years to come. All right, but are your kids into SpongeBob? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we watch okay. SpongeBob all the time. So it'd be one of those things where, yeah, it's like this. This might be like the I heard you guys have the conversation last week about the the parent stalking stuffer game sort of thing. And so I can mm-hmm. see that being a, a situation. Yeah. Well, we we did a devs react to speed runs for this game. And so every time I do one of those, I feel compelled to, like, give the game a try. Just so, like, when yeah. I get on the phone with the developers, I don't seem completely clueless uh this is it's i think it's a totally fine game that it's a brand new game that it belongs on the gamecube like i think it's a totally fine game for back then i don't think it really does anything exciting nowadays uh i never played it for more than a couple hours but it's spongebob mark that is the important oh i don't care about that at all (laughs) not one bit (laughs) uh jonathan dornbush gave that one a five said it sinks under its reverence to nostalgia Hmm. let's see if uh mark can keep his winning streak going did you play <laughs> did you play deadly premonition 2 no but no. is it wor- really a winning no. streak it's more just a it's more just like a, a brown streak deadly <laughs> premonition <laughs> no I, 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 i've never played that video game <laughs> jesus <laughs> wow uh, i never played the original i know it's like a cult classic I know people like it because it's like a, a B movie that's so bad it's good, right? Um, mm. We gave the sequel uh, five. Said it isn't so bad that it's good. It's just average and technically rough. Mm. It's so bad that it's average. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's Skater XL, which is <laughs> I think a game. Justin, I think that's when we were playing our game. It's fun to check out games on Steam. That was one that we like booted up a couple of years ago when it was in like early access or something yeah it's just like a bare bones nothing i, was gonna say, to I do. think that was like triggering my memory somehow yeah the the yeah. problem is 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 the reason it scored so low is is it's really not any different there's really <laughs> not much of a point of the game you just you 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 sign on and and you're just you're just skating around like i didn't know what i was supposed to be doing and i i got very yeah. bored with it very very quickly compared to tony hawk that came out a few months yeah. later which is well, just incredible yeah, you know, every every level has very clear, you know, goals and objectives that you need to complete, right? Mm-hmm. In, in Tony Hawk. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. We gave Skater XL a five, said ultimately, ultimately seems more like a skateboarding video tool than a fleshed out game. <laughs> yeah. And a couple more fives to dole out. Serious Sam 4. Oh, Dan Stapleton gave that I one a five. completely missed that that even came out. <laughs> I like the <laughs> I mean, Serious Sam games. Well, they're, I mean, I actually have never played one. They're from like the era of like 90s. I'm so extreme. Duke, Duke uh, Nukem. Doom and, yeah, yeah, Doom and Duke Nukem games, right? But I guess yeah. the games that followed Doom. Uh, 
Dan said that one still has the spectacle of hundreds of enemies bearing down on you, but it's long stretches of run and gun shooting quickly become monotonous. CJ, have you ever played a serious Sam game? I have not. No serious yeah. Sam, but I actually played a lot of Duke Nukem way back when another yeah. lifetime ago, the Duke Nukem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that'd be my PC era days. Mark, what about WWE 2K Battlegrounds? Oh, you know me, IGN's resident <laughs> wrestling fan. No, not at all. I, th- I no. thought Bobby. Where's Bobby? We need him. <laughs> no, it's, no. it's definitely Bobby or Mitchell. That's not a Mark Medina game at all. Mitchell did review that one, gave it a five. Says it works as a shallow party game. You play for an hour, then move on to something else, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, the beer all looks that awful. Position. Yeah, that head. <laughs> no, yeah, this game is not meant to be a. Uh, you'll see when they get into the wrestling. It's not meant to be um, like realistic visuals right. like the old 2K yeah. games. It's meant to be everything sort of like deformed and mini. They're almost like action figure esque. And so, yeah. like. Man, I can respect 2K for like kind of trying to do something different with WWE, but it just, it, you know, it didn't work. That it, kind of did party, look like the kind Rock of the party game. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> it is kind of the party game in, in space where everybody's around in, in a way. It's like even thinking of, uh, I, think, I think you guys were talking about NBA Jam a little while ago, or maybe it was me wanting you to talk about it. Uh, big head <laughs> mode. Uh, this, this comes back to those kind of eras where I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool to do those co-op games uh, in person. It's kind of fits yeah, this game. I think. This game has like a permanent always on big head mode. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. Now we're getting down into the fours and I, this is at least a property, another licensed game, at least a property. I think Mark is a fan of and Justin oh it's mm-hmm. fast and furious crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not a fan of fast and furious. <laughs> I mentioned fast and furious 10 seconds ago. Did you play uh, crossroads? No, 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 no. Yeah. I, we gave we gave this one a four. Instead of a short, shallow, simple, fast and furious crossroads is a disappointment in almost every department. Yep, just came and went. Yeah. yeah. Weird time to put out a fast and furious game too this year when there's like no no new movie coming yeah, out. Franchise tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Uh and then uh now we're getting into threes. Uh our own Seth Macy reviewed <laughs> Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered. Yeah. They Gave really screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> Gave that one a three. So data design, clunky multiplayer systems, and unacceptable load times make playing Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition a terrific chore. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I don't this know. Is, this is another. Well, this is another GameCube game, so, and I don't know why. You know, yeah, a GameCube I, game should have long load times on modern systems. I had the game on the GameCube, um, you know, and it was great. It was one of the games that used the uh, the Game Boy Advance cable, so that. Uh, yeah. You know, you could be doing some stuff like managing your inventory and doing other things on your GBA. And then other people were just, you know, that that wasn't clogging up the screen. And it was really cool and innovative for the time. But, man, not the remaster remake that uh, people really wanted. Hmm. That's too bad. Um, I guess it's worth pointing out that one does have a 60 on Metacritic. So stuff is on the lower end of the of the reviews. Not all of the reviews were quite as harsh as his. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know there was a Cookie Mama game released this year? I did know that. Yeah. Cooking Mama Cookstar. We gave yeah. it a <laughs> that, Wasn't there that's some one controversy of those, like, around that game? Yeah. yeah it's there it's was, like a leaked game or something like that. There was like a, a, like a conspiracy theory that it's like data mining your Switch. Mm-hmm. Well, there Somehow. was that. It, it had, um, oh boy, I kind of don't want to say this in case I'm wrong. I think it was mining Bitcoin was the rumor. Yeah, and something I, like that. I don't know whether that's true or not. And then there was also something about like, the developer didn't ha- like the cooking mama rights holder was like, you didn't have permission to make a cooking mama <laughs> game. Like I'm only, I'm only like half remembering this. Now I want to look it up, but um, you know, it ended up being a moot point because it wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. We I did. saw a few people Sorry. buying copies that are like, I'm not going to play this, but it, it, this is going to be one of those like weird collector edition games that it's like the cooking mama game that should have never existed. I think it got uh, pulled from store shelves. Oh, yeah, all of this like could you be could like, buy a- it online for like a day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all of this may be an urban legend. Like, I hope, I hope that we're just completely wrong on <laughs> everything we're saying. Right now. So, Travis Northrup uh, reviewed this for us, and the opening uh, sentence of his review says, "With the bizarre and seemingly disproven allegations that Cooking Mama uh-huh. Cookstar is a Trojan horse for cryptocurrency mining on your Switch, it doesn't help that Cookstar feels so suspiciously underdeveloped that it is easy to believe it might have an ulterior an ulterior motive." <laughs> Travis I've, would know. He wears a lot of ties. I trust him. I've fallen. I've fallen a uh, victim to a uh, ruse. Uh, ruse. ruse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I like that story. I choose to believe it. 
<laughs> no, you, that's not how that's not how the truth works. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> I like the conspiracy version better, guys. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, for IGN reviews this year, we gave FIFA 21 Legacy Edition on Switch a 2 because it's literally the same game as FIFA 20. Uh, yeah. Every, literally everything inside is the same. They just put 21 on the box and are selling it for you know, $50. Yeah, even, even our review is the same. That's yeah. the review that they just copy and paste it. <laughs> yep. I feel like I saw one of these stories as well, too, where there was actually... Like, you saw in the background images on the stands was actually like an icon. Yeah. It might have been this or Madden. It's like, oh, whoops, we forgot to change the art asset or something. That's the yes. only. <laughs> it still said FIFA 19 or Madden 19 <laughs> on the banner in the, yeah. in the stadium. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's you know, good. like there's there there's no justification for releasing the same game and charging you know fifty or sixty dollars. Right. Like there was almost a justification back in the day where like you know roster updates and like stadium mm-hmm. updates and yeah. stuff like that but like they could release that as dlc like if you're gonna release literally the same game just like re- have fifa 20 have a roster update to like yeah. have all the transfers <clears throat> and stuff reflect 2021 like unbelievable unconscionable it's like they try to get by it because there's this tiny text on the box that that says exactly what it is that it's like this is not a new game this is a roster update like there are no meaningful gameplay changes here but yeah. like it's and did they still say that? really it, it says is, it like on the box yeah there's it a is, disclaimer on the box like they don't try to hide it but yeah. they they do in a way and then it's still full price in a store you you're not gonna know and it's just really really dumb well, EA, well I mean, EA, EA wasn't trying to trick people, but that right, doesn't right. that doesn't mean they don't deserve the bad reviews. Like, you know, yeah, that's it, what it, I mean. Like, it's not yeah. like illegal. They're not trying to trick you. They're just saying we put in zero effort, pay us sixty dollars, and then people are just doing it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the worst of the stuff that IGN reviewed, as Justin pointed out at the top of the show. IGN doesn't review a lot of bad games. There's stuff like uh, the Thirteen remake apparently came out. I didn't even realize that was out. Thirteen yeah. is. GameCube PS2 era game mm-hmm. with uh, notable for its cell shaded its first first person shooter with cell shaded graphics and I believe David Duchovny does a wonderfully phoned in uh, performance <laughs> for the for the lead character <laughs> that one has a 32 on Metacritic uh, that's that's definitely one of the lowest you know reviewed games uh, of the year across the board there's apparently a Pong Quest a Pong RPG was released that has a 47 on Metacritic. And then there's uh, that G.I. Joe Operation Blackout that was, uh, I think that was out in October. That one has a 51 on Metacritic as well. So yeah, that's so- also some of the worst stuff we haven't played. We, we didn't actually review this year. Mm-hmm. So, but I want to so know. Most of those, yeah, like most of those we have not played. Mark, are you the only one who's played a lot of these games? Uh, I mean, well, it, like it's not like fair to be like, I'm on the gameplay team. So like mm, sometimes right. that means playing you know, the Dark Crystal game. Like, I, I don't think that's something I would have sought out because I don't care about the Dark Crystal at all. Um, same with the SpongeBob game. I did a Devs React for it, so I gave it a shot. Like, you know, it, it's... I, I I don't try to make it a habit to play games that are, like, known as bad games. <laughs> it's, just, it's part of your job. But it happens yeah. <laughs> more often than, a, than I'd like. <laughs> are you going to do a Devs React for Pong Quest? Uh no, we already did one for that other. What was that other game we did one for? I don't know. Anyways, it was like a pinball game. I forgot what it was called. Mm. Um, very good. What's the uh, um, Yoku's Island Express? Yoku's Island Express. I love that episode, but I've that never played great. that. I never played that game. Oh, you'd that's, love it. Yeah, really? That's a really? Yeah. Cool. I should give it. A, I should give it a go. The, it looks fun. A but I saw a speed run of it. I, I was like, I, I couldn't even grasp what kind of game it was. It was <laughs> very strange. <laughs> It's a pinball adventure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a Metroid with pinball mechanics. It's good. Hmm. It's wholesome. Good game yeah, to yeah. play around the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I want to know uh, from all uh, three of you, what's the worst game that you played this year? Mark. Oh, oh man. Uh, pass. Come back. I don't know. I, I really I want to think about this. No, but I also I also <laughs> pass. I don't know. Yeah, me too. CJ, what's pass the worst well. No, Destiny for real. Too. No, absolutely not. And it's crazy. <laughs> That's the thing. Destiny like, no, when when talk about all these types of games, uh, like again, seeing behind the scenes, 
the detail that goes into them, especially when you're operating remotely, I just can't imagine the challenges. Ha having said that, yeah, I don't typically jump in and go, oh, let me just like check the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> Which game can I jump in to play this year? Uh, you know, I'm trying to find time to play some of the best games. So let's get to right. that because it's also some <laughs> of the uh, the context for the season is uh, highlighting those best games. Okay, well, we can, like, we can come back to it towards the end of the show, but I do want to know what, what, what the worst I game of the year you think you played is. I, I have very yeah. limited time to play games, and it was particularly limited this year. Is like, you know, we went Absolutely. through some life changes and you know, moved and, and so on and so forth, and so I guard my game time. Uh, it's precious to me, and I guard it like a dragon uh, mm -hmm. guards yeah. his sword mm -hmm. of gold. Um, yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, I used to be a lot more of like, I would give anything a shot for an evening. And like, that was yeah. kind of my attitude, you know, particularly as we get a lot of games, we don't have to pay for them at IGN a lot of the time. So it's like, sure, let's, let's try something out. But like, man, that is not me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, like, yeah. So I'm not sure I played too many bad games this year, actually. Yeah. No, me either. I mean, you're, you're asking an honest question and I don't have an answer. Most of the games I've played. Yeah are games that have got great reviews for that reason because and even still i haven't finished most of them so i got this you know holiday list of games that i need to dive in and actually spend more time with i did i did download um in one of the eShop sales um there's a bunch of like really trashy um just like food games on the eShop. E like this isn't a real title but it's titled something like you know burger shop mania or food truck madness just like some some trashy game like that that's like normally five bucks and they were on sale for like 49 cents and i bought a bunch of them where like they seem to only exist for you to just like you know mess around with them for an hour and then be like oh okay <laughs> like i made some corn dogs and served some customers <laughs> they're, they're like the evolution of like diner dash or whatever yeah um and they're not like actively bad and I, you know they're fine for the dollar i paid for them or whatever but like you know, probably would be happy to have that time back and spend it in Lord of the Rings online instead. <laughs> are you are you back on it? I yeah, I, you know, I'm in and out. Okay. Uh, I I don't think I played anything truly terrible this year. Um, I I think I, I played some games that I, I would consider a disappointment. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, some notable ones would be Resident Evil Three. I think for mm -hmm. me, that game's not bad by any means. But you know, I think Resident Evil Two. Oops, we just lost someone. Hold on Justin, one second <laughs> Hello. Hey. There he is. Can, can you back. see me or only hear me? Both. I can, you can see and hear you. Okay, my bad. I'm back. Okay. All right, we're back. Anyway, uh, I would say Resident Evil 3 was, uh, I, I'd call that a disappointment for me, only because Resident Evil 2 remake was so good. Uh, Resident Evil 3 coming, you know, just a year after that one, it's like half the game that Resident Evil 2 uh, was, so it's just a little bit like, eh. That's it's a little bit um, underwhelming, disappointing after Resident Evil Two, and then I love the original Superhot. Superhot's one of my favorite games, of the last generation, and Superhot Mind Control Delete came out this yeah. year. It was a little bit under the radar, so I was excited to check that out. But one of the, my favorite things about Superhot is that it actually tells a really cool kind of creepy story, and yeah. there's not, none of that in Superhot Mind Control Delete. It's just kind of just more levels. So I was like, I was playing through levels, and then I realized like, wow, I guess I'm I'm kind of I'm feeling a little bit bored with this whole, this whole gameplay idea. Yeah, so there's, I, not, I, there's not like a story. Not in Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Mind oh. Control Delete. It's just more oh. level with more levels. Oh man, I like the gameplay so much. It's on Game Pass now, so I was looking yeah. forward to downloading <laughs> and playing it. Like I'm sure I'll play through it, but like, yeah, bummer on that part. Yeah, it's not like a sequel. Mm. Not like Super Hot Two or anything. I I definitely have one of those. I'd say when when I first think of like the worst game. Godfall is definitely not the worst game I've played this year, but like it is a game that I actually was pretty excited for. Mm. And then playing it, I, I've it, we wanted something to do over Thanksgiving, and it's a good like multiplayer, like put the TVs next to each other. And so just me and my wife played it, and it's like I'm not hating it, but man, that is it, the game is so shallow, and the combat is very like wonky. You're you're just getting hit like knocked down all the time. Uh, it it's definitely cooler. <clears throat> then it, it looks cooler than it actually is. Um, I don't hate it, but it's pretty yeah. disappointing. Sure. Uh, I thought it'd be better. It's interesting. Um, did we review Godfall? What did we give Godfall? I, I think we know. gave it a seven, six yeah, or seven. I can't I remember seeing people talk about it. Yeah. Tom Marks reviewed it. He, he reviewed it because cyberpunk got delayed and he had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> he reviewed Godfall. <laughs> 
Well, it's interesting that you played a bunch of these worst reviewed games of the year, but none of them you would consider the worst game you played. Yeah, well, I mean, those are like easy, right? Like when I when I play like SpongeBob, I'm like, yeah, this game is not fun. I'm not enjoying this. But like, it's like you said, like you know, I was excited. I actually thought Godfall would be cool. So then it's like when you sit down with something like SpongeBob, I'm like, I'm not really going to like this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't really like it. It's not really a surprise. Where I thought I would actually really like Godfall, and I'm like, I don't like this game that much. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Hype. Yep, for sure. So those are more disappointing, I guess, than just playing a bad game. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, well, that's a good thing if we're not spending our time playing a bunch of really terrible games. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S., that's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. But let's talk about Cyberpunk. Uh, this is uh, it's been the most anticipated game of the year. It's finally out. Um, I played a couple hours last night. I know Mark has been playing. I'd like to Justin. change my answer. Cyberpunk on Xbox One, base Xbox One, is the worst game I played this I year. Mean, <laughs> from what we're seeing and hearing, uh, you know, just less than twenty four hours into the launch, yeah, it seems to be a pretty rough experience on base PS4 and Xbox One. CJ, I know you did. You get it downloaded last night. I did. So the weird thing is, is the moment I went to download it and I was lucky enough uh, to get a PS5 for so, mm-hmm. so most people are wondering um, when I downloaded it first, it said I had no room. <laughs> so then I went through <laughs> yeah. my PlayStation and I had to delete. I think I had uh, two versions of destiny, two versions of call of duty. And so then I deleted <laughs> yeah. the, the duplicate PS4 versions and the other uh, COD versions. Then I was good. Uh, but yeah, I jumped into it for probably about an hour, hour and a half. And I mean, at least on PlayStation 5, uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. I mean, I obviously was looking at Twitter and some of the trending topics and saw that. But I mean, you know, without having any reference, I figured I'd go to this IGN site or mm-hmm. uh, we talked to Mark Medina, who would be doing those comparison videos. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, on PlayStation 5, I mean, it uh, feels good and looks good. And, and I've only got like an hour and a half into it, which I spent about 30 some minutes doing my character at the beginning. because you know, Oh, yeah. That you got to do that much. Did you give yourself a big ding dong? <laughs> so, so here's the thing about that. I am in a open space as a dad. And as I'm adjusting this character and I'm turning around yeah. and I go down, I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I look at good shoulder check. Littlest ones are behind, uh, gone to bed. Uh, my oldest, Charlie, who's now 14, is like, oh, <laughs> leave the underwear option on here and, uh, yeah. and roll 
cool with that. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the customization, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, the depth of just, you know, I always want to try to make my character look like me. And at the end of the day, like no oh, wow. tattoos, no faces, no whatever. And I can never get there <laughs> so <laughs> spend all this time, but it's cool to see all the customization in it. And which the character creator like gets you because it's just zoomed in on her face. And then as you scroll down, you're like hair options, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, you yeah. finally get to the body options and, and look at the game just is like, okay. And then it zooms out and you're like, Oh, she's yeah. naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then which backstory did you choose CJ? Um, I'm going with, um, and I apologize. Uh, one to the right is the corporal, right? Uh, yeah. The, basically yeah. the high profile business guy where it seems like you're, you know, the stakes are pretty high. Uh, typically I, I kind of play these games where, you know, I'm nice to everybody and you know? let's, let's do the right <laughs> thing. And mm. I, I said, and so as my son was sitting there watching behind me, he's like, Oh, let's do this. Let's go in for like this high power executive vibe and just like <laughs> wreck people. And I'm like, Uh Oh, like what's going on over here? Why, why do you yeah. want to do that? But it's like, I am going to try to play this game like that in a way, just, you know, a little more ruthless, big stakes and, uh, and, and it's cool. And so far, yeah, the opening and all the rest of that stuff was some of the things actually that we saw actually behind closed door, uh, closed mm. doors, I think in like, uh, a games I think in 2018 potentially, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So. Mm-hmm. and mark which backstory did you choose uh so this is my gameplay right here this is me playing as a nomad i've played as a nomad and a street kid uh i i thought street kid was pretty cool i kind of like <clears throat> nomad because you're you're like this outlaw that's from like out of state that's coming to night city for the first time and when yeah. i think of it i'm coming to night city for the first time so i kind of like this like outside looking in approach where when you're a street kid you literally start in a bar and you kind of like know the ins and outs so I, I think uh, when the actual PS5 version of the game comes out, maybe I'll play as like corporate to, to yeah. now that I'm more in tune with Night City. But uh, Nomad yeah. has been my favorite so far. Yeah, I, I'm doing Nomad as well. So I got through this whole, you know, I got into Night City. There's a whole section where you have to go through border control and then there's like a car chase. And then you're in Night City. Uh, it flashes, you do a uh, fast forward six months later and you're sort of getting established. And then you start... You, before you take on your first real mission, there's a whole like combat training section. So mm-hmm. I got through all that and that's kind of like where I stopped last night. But I don't know about you guys. Uh, my first impression is that it was like perfectly, you know, fine. It seems like a very traditional, very reg- regular sort of AAA game, but there wasn't anything about it in those first couple hours that I was like, whoa, it's compare that to like God of War. The first couple hours of God of War or like, holy crap, this yeah, is right. amazing. You know, there wasn't anything like that for me. But it's weird because I think with God of War as well, too, you had like an expectation of, you know, because we did the press coverage before and you sort of knew what you were getting into there with that. But it was so dramatically different from the previous iterations that it felt like a huge, not improvement, but just a new experience where, you know, this does still feel like, you know, like you're not standard third person game. Obviously, the production values behind it are intense and amazing, but it, it unless i mean and this is me just talking from an hour in nothing uh deep diving yeah. but unless yeah. there's a bunch of new mechanics and elements that are different and things like that that they present uh throughout it i mean you know be- beautiful world great visuals mm-hmm. and hopefully the storyline is going to be good but unless there's like a defining thing that it does differently from some of the other genres i mean i think that's probably what you're feeling when you you know explain mm-hmm. that feeling you had with god of war i mean i yeah. think like something that ign talked about in its final preview and tom got into a lot in his review um so i hope it's not a surprise to people but i'm sure with this many millions of copies sold it is going to come as a surprise is that this is an rpg this is yeah. not a first person shooter so right. you know there is a lot of dialogue there's a lot of story there is a lot you know I- i'm really impressed i as i said the game's uh going to be downloaded and i'm going to start it tonight like i'm really impressed to start digging into the scat the stat trees and the skills and the perks and like yeah there's a lot there underneath the surface that um that you know it's going to take people time you know even though the reviewers have already played 40 or 50 hours of it like the game's depths and flex depth and flexibility and um how rpg like it is and how meaningful that choice is in your character builds um is only going to reveal itself over time so you know we'll find out yeah, I'd say Damon is is the next time you play is is that's when they really start throwing the systems at you. Gotcha. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> that's when that really starts going? I again, I I also haven't played it a lot. I I'd say maybe I'm an hour further than Damon for reference to most people. Like most of us have got the game last night at nine p.m. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's one of those games where I'm like, 
I, I'm the same way with you, Damon. Like, I wouldn't say I'm completely enamored, but but I'm in, intrigued enough that I know that this is going to be my weekend. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but I wouldn't say that the two hours of or so I've played is like the best game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> like, it's not even the best yeah. game I've played this year. But uh, you have but, to know. So you know, like they already announced that they've made fifty million dollars on Steam. You know, eight million yeah. pre-orders. Like it's an overwhelming success. But you like it has to be apparent by this point that this is not like the launch that CD Projekt wanted. Right? Well, like I mean, we have yeah. we have to talk about the those yeah. PS4 Xbox. It's like. That's crazy, and like yeah. I totally well, and they hid it from us. Like, yeah, so, that is know, that part of it too. Like, and and you know, again, sort of like the thing on the FIFA cover where it's like this is not a new game. They didn't hide, like, you know, they wouldn't let us use our own footage for the review. We had used put it footage that they provided, and mm-hmm. and the only version that we reviewed was the PC version. So we should be explicit about that. Like, you know, Tom reviewed the PC version of the game, and we have not reviewed the game on a PS4 or Xbox yet. And you know, now we're seeing more and more. Like, you know, Mark, this is the work you've been doing today. Like, mm-hmm. it runs at literally, literally 15 frames per second. You know, when you're driving out in the city on a base PS4, which is unbelievable and unacceptable. Well, and yeah. you can visually see. So right now I'm driving, but it's like it's a, you're about to get stopped, and then there's this big shootout. You can see the game get fuzzier because it's got a dynamic resolution where I'm sure it's trying to hit 900 to 1080, but like in a shootout, it's it drops down yep. to 720, like no doubt. And you're seeing that on a 55 inch 4K screen, like it's so noticeable. My first thought was, okay, something's up. This is not working correctly. And then I was like, no, it's working correctly. And you're just like, this looks like a Switch game. Like It looks like you're playing Witcher 3 on Switch. Because like Witcher 3 on Switch is very fuzzy. But like it's still really impressive that the Switch can do that. You would think that the... Just for reference, uh, my wife plays a lot of Red Dead Redemption online. And she just got a PS5. And so we got like a new TV and I was watching her play. And I was like, man, this game looks incredible on this TV. And then I just remembered today that all of this time that I've been watching her play, she's been playing on a base PS4. Like right. I look at it and mm-hmm. I, I don't think she's playing on PS4 Slim. I, I'm not thrown off by it. Where this, I'm like, wow. Like, look at that shooting. That's, That's what, like literally 10 to 15 frames a second. It looks like Goldeneye. <laughs> like Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 is such proof that, like, you know, this you know, they're they're not a one-to-one comparison because there's yeah. a dense city and um denser pedestrians, but but nor is it um you know a really controlled level-based game like God of War. It is an open world game, you know. So like yeah. if Rockstar can pull that off on last gen hardware, um uh you know, CD project, you know, has, there is, you know, a pandemic going on. Like they did yeah. have some wrench wrenches yeah. thrown in their plans, but like it was their choice to launch the game. And um at the time we we're recording this show, like we're sort of just sort of digging into what it looks like on a base Xbox one and base PS4. And we already know, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's really eye opening. but um, that's a story that's going to continue to emerge in the, in the days to come. Yeah. And that is the way that millions of people are going to play this game. And I like, I, yeah, I don't I, know. It's kind of indefensible. I, w- I would argue that's the way most people are going to play the game. Uh, you know, at least yeah. this year, at least for the next few months. Yeah. So it's like, I, I think they announced that PS that PC pre-orders were like, like like more than half so you know okay. like it's a lot of pc mm-hmm. players but you know okay. clearly millions of console players too yeah for yeah sure. i was just gonna say real quick there's a lot of like texture pop in and that's what a lot of what you're seeing online is if you see an npc that's really bad you're not seeing it two seconds later when the texture pops in uh but what i did uh what we did just stumble upon on twitter was uh on a base xbox one there's an advertisement and it says uh it says like text here subject text here like the ad just didn't load and so you just see a placeholder it's really really funny well it's hard to it's hard to know um well i i don't know never mind yeah well (laughs) Well, someone does yeah i mean i think you guys are both right if you if you consider what 20 like and then even with like the playstation 5 and the xbox uh series x s console launches and trying to figure out that situation because even those announcements came super late and so um you know but again it's no excuse it's just trying to think like when it's and you see how well it can run you know it's potentially possible but yeah what does that take what does that timeline look like 
you know, and, and, and all the rest of those questions, I think, um, you know, hopefully, well, I mean, again, they're seeing all this stuff too. Right. So they got to be like, Oh, yeah. we obviously got to get in and like sort this out. And like, what's the timeline for that? So hopefully they're able to do it right away. But mm-hmm. I think the reason I don't cut them more slack CD project, uh, more slack is because this has always been a PS4 and Xbox one game. And the only reason that like we're talking about it on PS5 and, and Xbox series is because of how delayed it was. Like this yeah, game was yeah. supposed to come out in the spring and was designed with those consoles in mind. And it runs at 15 frames per second. And you know, the resolution is clearly dropping to like 720p. So like, that's the reason why like, Oh man, if they were making some cross gen game and oops, they had a really hard time getting it running on this seven year old console. I'd have a little bit more sympathy for them, but that's not what they did. This is a last gen game at, at its yeah. launch right now in a PC game. And that's where I'm like, that. that's where I'm a little bit less willing to sort of. It's kind of clear that their ambition grew past what those old consoles can do. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know, that was always the problem with iterative consoles. If they, is they, they've shown us PS4 Pro and Xbox One X footage. They just never showed us base consoles because that was, you know, I, from what I can hear, the, those versions are okay. And uh, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, but. This is a clear example of old consoles holding back what a right. game can be. Yeah. And that's what I was saying a little bit before mm. we started recording, whereas it's like it's almost the worst of both worlds where, um, you know, it's too ambitious to deliver an experience that's worth playing on the base last gen consoles. But because it has to run on those base last gen consoles, that kind of holds back what they could possibly do on the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions. Um and, you know, like, I, I don't necessarily mind, like, you know, I played Skyrim at launch and I like the Fallout games and they're buggy as hell and have issues with yeah. them. So it's like, I'm going to make up my own mind. I haven't played the game yet. All I've seen is sort of like a worst of highlight reel yeah. on the internet today, to be fair. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to play it for myself and get immersed in this world. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm glad that it's first person to really sort of sink into this sort of grimy city and... um I don't think it's like something that can't be enjoyed and isn't worth playing, but, um, but man, like the game's being memed for like the state that yeah. it's in right now. Yeah. I feel like this is always a thing too. If you look back, it's funny. It's traded generations. Like when you compared PlayStation three to Xbox 360, 360 was more optimized. So a lot of the games, I remember even when we were doing reviews and stuff like that, the 360 version would always be better usually than the PlayStation three because the cell processor, you know, mm-hmm. some of those development things in the background. And then it switched when the Xbox one came out and the PlayStation four was out, you had the opposite where the PlayStation four seemed like it had sort of, you know, the 1080p spec and Xbox was having, you know, struggles hitting 720 with some of the, the cross-platform stuff. So, I mean, I think that stuff's going to be sorted out over time, but yeah, now it seems like it's, you know, is Xbox kind of in the lead for some of this stuff? Like, does it seem like it's performing better there on the sort well, of the next gen hardware? Is that the- in, in the case of cyberpunk in particular, if you put this game into your Xbox series X or your PS five, what you're playing is a last gen version that that you're playing the backwards compatible version of it. Mm -hmm. And so that means you're playing the Xbox one X version Mm -hmm. and the one X is more, is more powerful than the PS four pro. Right. Yeah. And so it, it, long story short, like we can't use cyberpunk as really like a yardstick for like Mm -hmm. knowing it's sort of a special case. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not sure. Uh, there is one gripe I have, uh, and I could not figure out how to change this in the settings. If anyone out there knows, please uh, hit me up because w- it's when you're driving, where the camera rests naturally is a little bit too low for me. I like to have the camera up a little bit higher. So you know, obviously, I move the camera up there with the uh, right analog stick, but after a second, it resets, and I'm <laughs> like, ah, I can't. I can't, I want it to stay up there. It's like too close to the car for my taste. And there I, I is the setting. Out. There is a setting in there that that literally says it's like I think it's under gameplay and it'll say car height and like that's yeah. where your camera kind of sets. You I don't mess with this though, so maybe it's not well, working properly. Or who knows? I never ever ever in a game want to drive in first person, but like I may yeah. make an exception for Cyberpunk, so you could also yeah, just maybe, embrace yeah. the. Maybe that's what I should do. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I did have this similar situation where I was. Uh, uh, getting into the melee combat and the shooting and the demo stuff like there was just the settings that were there and again i'm, I'm a very you know first person shooter focused guy obviously destiny mm-hmm. called you know, all those games played for a number of years uh halo as well way way back when so the way that that feels and like the focus on getting a headshot or a body shot or whatever is you know super important to how i play like it's that feeling of that sort of connection 
I had to spend a little bit of time with the control settings in there. And so if you are a controller player and you're playing on, you know, mm -hmm. not on PC, there is advanced tuning options. It makes a massive difference for how the game feels if you go in there and adjust those things. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I mess with all that too. There's dead yeah. zones and acceleration yeah. and all that stuff. I was actually surprised on how much for, for a game that's supposed to be an RPG and not a first person shooter, there's just like this like breath of like dead zones and acceleration yeah. and it just all these different things you can do to tune how it feels. And then, and then all which of it good. for ADSing as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. And so I had to go in there. It does make a massive improvement. So if you are jumping into the game and you feel that the controls are a little bit touchy and jumpy, um, you know, th there's like a dynamic range tuning in the advanced options. Yeah. I pretty much move like most of the sliders to zero, except for like a horizontal bonus movement. And then once I did that, it was like, Oh, I could still move around fairly freely, like non ADS. So I wasn't restricted, but then once you aim down, you want to have like a bit of finite, you know, precision aiming in it. And it really did. It made a huge difference in how I hmm. felt the game was was playing. Should I um should I make a male V or a female V? Ooh. It, I mean, I always make a female character. I did always. So it's like Yeah. Yeah. I, I I that was a question that Charlie and I had last night. And it's like, you know, it just again with the I've heard that from so many people as but I always try to make the character that looks like myself uh, mm -hmm. in, in that space. So, and, yeah, and this I, right I here, made female. From what I can tell, they're exactly the same. Uh, I I yeah. assume romance options may be different, but right. Uh, yeah. It it tells you that um your your people may uh like say different things to you based on your gender. I think is that what it says. Oh, okay, right. cool. Um, and even right here, when you're looking at Night City, uh, that was the part that we got into, like some of those opening moments. Um, and, and it is breathtaking. Like when you fly in, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Las Vegas, but there's a, a hotel complex that's fairly new there, the Aria in Vidara. It kind of looks like that as you're flying mm -hmm. out. You kind of see this circular, all glass structure, um, you know, environment. And so the world and the way the traffic moves and the people that are walking around, it does have this like cool vibe that I'm excited to explore and jump into. So, yeah, I mean, we like, I've been really harsh on the game, this show, um, because, because what I've seen on base PS4 and Xbox one is, you know, whatever we've already talked about yep. it at length, but like, I am, I am really excited. You know, this is maybe a weird connection to make, but I, I really, I often flash on and think about the game bully um, because that was, <laughs> That was an open world game and the world was really, really dense and compact and like every corner was like meaningful. It wasn't just like waste, just miles of trees and just wasted space. And like, I get that vibe from cyberpunk of just like the verticality and like the denseness of that city and like the pedestrians and just the sightseeing and the advertisements. Like I've, I've never seen anything like it. And, um, and even from a storytelling standpoint, like we don't get that many cyberpunk video games, period. So, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, once the bugs are ironed out and if you're playing on a powerful enough piece of hardware, like, you know, clearly, I, I, I don't know. I, I expect that I'm going to like the game a lot, but, um, yeah. you know, I am bummed out for people that can't play it that way. And when you mentioned Damon, just even comparing it to God, I guess that's the thing that does set it apart from that third person sort of, um, you know, like open world genre is it's not third person. It's like you are first person, which is pretty uncommon to be you know, in this kind of environment this way with this sort of magnitude and scale of the world. And so, yeah, um, yeah I think it's going to be a lot of really cool things that the game reveals itself. And again, you know, we're so early into it. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I just meant like the game, at least for me on Nomad, it doesn't, the game doesn't open with like a really big, impressive set piece. That, mm -hmm. That's very like, oh, like, wow, this is, this is AAA gaming, you know, the most yeah. anticipated game of the year is here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, our listener, Chris Baker, writes in to remind us that Cyberpunk 2077 was first announced in May of 2012. Yep. He, he asks, what were each of you doing in May of 2012? Hmm. How different is your life today? I was in my final year of high school. I had no wife, no kids, and no money. I still don't have any of those things, but now I'm almost 30. <laughs> and to quote oh. Justin, I'm almost 30. And to quote Justin, it feels bad. Oh, do I say that? <laughs> I guess so. He's I'm quite right there, Justin. <laughs> it's it's a justin quote so. okay there you go mm, wow. let's see 2012 i was already at ign um and i was the uh -huh. mobile mobile games editor i was probably reviewing angry bird star wars i don't know what <laughs> when that game came out but like that's what i did the first couple of years at ign yeah i was yeah, 24 I, I worked at a target <laughs> man 
I, I don't want to say how old I was, but I was not <laughs> yet at IGN. I was freelancing and helping out at E3s and stuff like that. But some of the games I was probably playing mostly were a lot of the Call of Duty games, uh, you know, post Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 and 3. Like those were, I played a lot of those games, even Halo 3. I played those games for years past their releases. Um, so, and this was probably like, yeah, a couple of years still before, like, you know, next gen, like Xbox uh, yeah. 1 and 4. So, but yeah, yeah was, as well, we we're all still playing Skyrim. That's right. Small town. We we're still uh, playing Skyrim. Uh, yeah, a couple yeah. games that were out in May of 2012 that I know I played were Dragon's Dogma mm-hmm. and uh, Plague Inc. Plague Inc. Yeah. came out. Oh, yeah. in Port- Portal 2 should be around that time, right? That oh, was, that was 2011. 2011. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So and how great was 2011? Oh, yeah. It was, oh, man. That was also Skyrim. 2011 might have been Portal yeah. 1. Yeah. No, no, no. Portal, no. Portal 1 was, no. was like 2005. No, well, no, no, no. Everybody settle down. It might, it'd be like... 2008? 2007, 2008. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. No, Half-Life 2 was 2005. And then Orange Box would have been a couple years later. See, and it's crazy say... because some of those games I'm still playing now, like kids that are in this age group, uh, you know, a range of ages from like 5 to 14, is that all these games were so good that I want to play with them again, like, play through them again with my kids and watching their reactions to it. It's so good. Cause you're right. Like 2011, 10, 12, so many good, good games in that last sort of generation before the next gen. Yep. For sure. Uh, extracurricular activities. Justin, you were so right about Ted Lasso. Oh, it's the best. We've, we finished it the other night. So good. I, I, I like the arc that people take on that show where they're like, I can just, I can sense their skepticism. Yeah, <laughs> I love the right. Borba, yeah. I love the Borba pulled B-roll for this. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a try. I don't know. It doesn't seem like my, and then smash cut to three days later. We loved it. It's the yeah. best show. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Good. Nice. I, I, I got to check it out. I haven't seen it. I've Do you know the premise? Do you know the premise? I, I, I know of it just re, re, real briefly, but no, I like going into some of those shows, not knowing the premise. Um, it's great. I just think that, yeah, it's great. I, love, I uh, love Jason Sudeikis is such a good dude. Um, I have, I want to, I want to make a comment to Justin. This isn't a big spoiler, but just, you know, if you, if you want to watch Ted Lasso, uh, it, you may want to skip like ahead, like 30 seconds. Okay. I just want to make a comment about the show. Okay. There's my one gripe, Justin. Ted Lasso, he's like, you know, his name is the show. He's a special guy, right? He's right. like, uh, he has a unique outlook on life. He's very, you know, very positive and he affects the lives of pretty much everyone he encounters. And everybody just, you know, really has to agree that like, man, this is a really great guy. Right. Everyone except his wife. Yeah. Except the person that married him. She's like, nah, I don't, uh, nah, nah, not for me. <laughs> yeah. It is sad. It adds a little pathos though. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. A little bit. Anyway, uh, Ted Lasso is a big recommendation, and then we watched the first episode of The Queen's Gambit last night. Yeah, so we're f- watching we're watching that too. It's uh, so chess, far so good on that one. Yeah. Chess and drugs. Yeah, <laughs> chess and drugs. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was the original name for the show. <laughs> Guys, Hayden Christensen returns as Darth Vader in the Ewan McGregor show. What? Wait, is that real? Yeah, That's real from uh, Star Wars. Hayden Christensen is playing Vader as the villain in the Obi Wan show. Oof. Oh, is this just announced now? Do you think yeah. he's gonna? But is he gonna do the voice? Well, yeah, I'm trying to process. I know, this. right? What, no. what exactly. part? Well, for what reason would Hayden Christensen need to be Darth Vader? Because he is Darth he's... Vader. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> but he only. I mean, he only ever played Anakin. Yeah, only. Yeah, he only ever played Vader. Anakin, not Darth Vader. Yeah, he wasn't Vader in Rogue One. You know, it was like, well, yeah. I don't know what, what, why he would need to come back for that, unless there's a, mm-hmm. you know scenes of him with his helmet off, looking all. He's, I mean, he's in the show. Like, I don't think it's like a cameo, you know, yeah. appearance. Flashback. It's all happening in real time. It's breaking news. That's, as so, that's right. That's so strange. Hmm. Maybe flashbacks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's that's a good be. point. That's a good point. Yeah. They did say he's Vader, though. All right. Well, that's crazy. Uh, that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Kevin. 
let the questioning begin. CJ, you, you, you're, you're CJ's, a little rusty? CJ's first. Oh, I'm absolutely yeah. rusty. As Brian Altano just once, this is questions comes to. So in keeping Whoa. with that theme, uh, I'll get us off with, uh, oh, it's okay. Uh, I'll get us off with, um, uh, it, would this uh, be pre-1990 game? Uh, no. Uh, did this game come out on the PS4, Xbox One, or Nintendo Switch generation of consoles? No. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, did it come out after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Okay, so 360, okay. PS3. So 360. It's definitely a Wii U um, game. Uh, was this a console exclusive? Yes. Okay. But was this game exclusive to a Nintendo console? Yes. That's it's a Wii U game. All right. It might not be Pretty a Wii good. U game. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. missed the whole Wii. <laughs> it could be a Wii. Exactly. Yeah, it could be Wii. Or, we'll see. Now I'm, now I'm confused by the question because, oh boy. Oh boy. It could be DS. It's after 2000s, but not Switch. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That, that includes some GameCube games and then it GameCube includes the entire well. Wii and Wii U. Uh, did the, is this a is this a handheld game? No. Oof. Let's just get it out of the way, yeah. Because if if it's a GameCube game, I am useless. Is it a GameCube game? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Is, is it a Wii game? No. Is oh. So that means it's, it's got to be. It's, it's got to be a Wii U game. Yeah. Well, let's ask. Let's ask. Let's burn a question. Okay. Uh, okay. Damon, is this a Wii U game? No. What you said? It's a Nintendo you game, said, didn't you? And it's mm-hmm. not mobile either. You said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you didn't might, ask like, that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, 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 he did. He said it was Rewind, rewind the tape. <laughs> yeah. So he said it was exclusive wait. to a Nintendo console. Yeah. It came out after 2000. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not on the Switch, any handheld console, the GameCube, the Wii, or the Wii U. So it's a cell phone game. No, it's, it could, be, it could, be. Be, it could well, be Star It could be Star Fox 2. That came oh, out on right, the on SMS, SMS, SMS Mini. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, here, let's see. What is this? Um, we got to ask a franchise question. But what else could wait? Hold on. Like I, I did they re- was it could be a late in sixty four game that always trips Ooh. us up. They were still making a couple of those in two thousand. Yeah. Um, I mean, do we want to ask if it's first party Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah. That's the next question. Okay. Is this uh, first party Nintendo game? No. Okay. So that's oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think about this. Uh, well, let me let me put it this way. This <laughs> game was neither published nor developed by Nintendo. That's 10. Wait. Hmm. Is this hmm. an N64 game? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Tripped us up. I don't so know. So like, Con- and- Conquer was a, a very late game, I think. Yeah, but that Conquer was still was that was still early. rare. Right. Oh, right, right, that's rare. It's not Nintendo. Oh, here, what, was what, it published what was by It was. It would have yeah. been published by Nintendo, surely. Uh, they still own rare. Been, would this have been a well-received IGN reviewed game? Yes. Okay. So, I don't know what the late N sixty-four era games mm-hmm. were. Uh, um, Perfect Dark was pretty late in the N sixty four's console cycle. These are yeah, all. These are all party. Nintendo games. It's not the rare. It's not third party. No, 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 but I mean, yeah. At the okay. at the time, they wouldn't have been, yeah, yeah. Because that's because because then the only other late in sixty four games are Majora's Mask, which is that's not it, or yep. Donkey Kong, which that's not it. That's usually first um, party. Does this game, are, yeah, because those are all first party. Is this game? Is this game rated M? Yes. It's probably maybe it is Conquer. I don't know. I don't know what was happening with Rare. At I, that I time. feel like I feel like I, yeah, because Rare. Yeah, I don't know. I, can we just ask if it's a rare game? Yeah, do it. I think that's pretty safe, right? Is this game uh, made by Rare? Yes. Okay. So rare? it's so it's probably Conquer, but like they didn't publish Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, does it star a of, squirrel? Like, yes. Exactly. <laughs> I got Conquer so early, I can't nice. believe it. Nice it just popped into my head. Is it Conquer's uh, okay. Bad Fur Day? Yes, it is Conquer's Bad Fur Day. We did it. And I understand the confusion, yeah. but it was published by Rare. Maybe, oh, wow. maybe, maybe just because of the material, yeah, Nintendo didn't want to do it. 
Yep, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to suggest. Is maybe rare, maybe Nintendo didn't want to. Yeah, when I think of the content, I'm like, eh, was that published by Nintendo? I mean, that, that's a, that's a weird question we asked right in between dates. You don't usually think of N64 on like, the tail end of that. Yeah, it's so late. It, it gets us every time. Yep. Yeah, yep, every time. Nice. Well, you got there. So nicely job, nicely job there. Uh, oh, I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> CJ, so nice to have you back. You know, yeah, back. Well, yeah. maybe. <laughs> The context, yes, it was yeah. great to get the uh, the invite uh, to return for an episode of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was you know again, it, it's it's really interesting with, with what twenty twenty has presented. Um, you know, even my transition to this new space it was super exciting to work at the Bungie team. And so, if you've not yet played a lot of Destiny two, it is also next gen. You got to yeah. give it a plug. Uh, you know, with a bunch of high frame rates and all the rest of that business. So. <laughs> All the high frame rates. It, it is. It is. It's there. We're, we're we're missing game awards, so CJ can talk about Destiny Two. No, just, let's get I in. The game to awards understand. are today. <laughs> let's go. The game we, awards we, we are right now, so we're actually going to no. go and uh, uh, we got to get to work on those. Um, but thank you, uh, thank you, CJ, for joining us today. Thank you to both Justin and Mark. Thank you to Borba working behind the scenes. Uh, please join us next week for the Damey Awards, the 55th annual Damey Awards. It's going to be nice. a real extravaganza. That's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.